25 years after the last birth of a mutant. And with many of the mutants eradicated or sent into hiding, poor Logan has to care for an ailing Jean-Luc, I mean, Professor X. Rude. Which one? I'm just kind of setting the stage. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess, but... And his only help is Caliban. Yeah, we got some issues with that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Yep, it's gone. The thing I was going to say, gone. We should have waited another hour before we turned recording. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, so... uh, Nothing funny about this movie. I'm Jay. (laughs) We can't leave it at that. (laughs) We can't leave it at that. That was terrible. That was terrible. This movie wasn't. No. It wasn't. All right. I guess if you're leaving it that way, I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. All right, this week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched 2017's Logan. I actually remember watching this one. (laughs) It's an R-rated movie from Fox. Is this the first R-rated movie? No, uh, Daredevil. uh, No, Deadpool was R-rated. Oh, that that makes sense. Um, And I think a couple of the earlier ones, like the Blade movies, were R-rated. Oh, Uh, so that doesn't mean shit then. Yeah, no, I'd have to go back and look. Okay. Uh, definitely an R-rated movie. Lots of killing and cursing. You said motherfucker. It did. Um, it was appropriate, though. Written and directed by James Mangold. 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 Hmm. He's a little cousin of Goldfinger. If he's Mangold, wouldn't he be the big cousin of Littlefinger? <laughs> I mean, not little finger. Uh, Don't figure. Fuck. Jay, help me. My brain. And starring. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you have to cut so much of that out just now. Uh, okay. Uh, Elizabeth Rodriguez um, from Orange is the New Black. Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart. Daphne Keene plays Laura, the little girl. Boyd Holbrook, who is... From the TV show The Sandman, he played the Corinthian. Stephen Merchant, who's one of my favorite funny guys, who is best friends with Ricky Gervais, uh, who did the uh, the Office and the uh, the traveling show with the orange headed twat. Um, Eric LaSalle uh, from ER, he was the uh, farmer. Um, and I keep thinking that the son, uh, the farmer's son, looked like uh, the kid that plays The Rock in the new Rock TV show. But um, 
the timing is off. And uh, what he actually is is Taz Money from the Goldbergs. Um, and then we have uh, Elise Neal, the mom, who was in Scream 2. She was um, the roommate. You know, the main character's little roommate. Okay. Oh, oh my God. What's her fucking name, Jay? From Scream. The one that can't die. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell is her, the actor's name. <laughs> oh, my God. I suck. Um, Yeah. That's it. Okay. I tell you what, though. Elizabeth Rodriguez, she's first on the list because um, as soon as I heard her voice... I was like, oh, that's the mean mama from Orange. She has the most distinctive voice, to me, anyway. Um, so what Fox spend on this movie? No crap, I don't know. $125,396. Oh, dang. Well, yeah. I, so I was right in thinking low. Yeah, yeah. It made 88 on opening weekend. Not bad. Uh, grossed 226 domestic and 619 worldwide. Nice. Uh, it spent one week of its 43 at number one. Only one week? Yeah. Oh, this is a better movie than that. I know. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. It. Uh, oh, you know why? Because this was a movie. This. This was a a movie. That does not require knowledge of other X-Men movies. Yeah. It's not over-the-top comic booky. You're dealing with, like, if you don't know about mutants, you just assume that mutants in the world uh, that they've built are scientific, not, like, magic-y or whatever. Okay. Like, um, and it's emotional. Dudes don't like to think or to have emotions. <laughs> like, first of all, they killed Patrick Stewart. Um, which, how do you, how are you going to do that? And and in such a, well, he was so vulnerable. To be fair, this is the second time they've killed Charles Xavier. When did they do it the first time? Jean Grey killed him in the third movie of the original series. She, like dissolved him and then later when he's in the airport picking up wolverine wolverine's like i thought you were dead and he's like yeah there's a lot you don't know yeah that means they didn't kill him they, they that's that's a supernatural uh death if he was in it dead or alive at the end of the movie then i didn't no no, no it was another movie it was like oh, two movies the later they brought him back to life i don't okay then i don't remember them killing patrick stewart because i don't remember and we just watched it so I don't know what to tell you. It was it must not have been that good. It was a while ago. But this is a crappy anyway. way to go. Yeah. No, uh, and then the one thing you think they can't do is kill Logan. You can't kill the title character. Yeah. <gasps> that would have been a much more emotional scene though if um the little girl hadn't quoted the weirdest fucking so weird. I don't understand that. Well, your choice. We'll get anyway, there. Yeah, I know. Right. So this toppled Get Out. Wait, what? Yeah. This is contemporary with Get Out? Get Out uh, lost its number one spot when this movie was released. No. 
That is a lie. That they can't be contemporary. Yes. <gasps> wow, that blows my mind. Yep. Other movies you might have seen while this was running: Lego Batman. Ew. John Wick Two. Never seen John Wick One. Beauty and the Beast, the live action with Hermione. Holy crap. Uh, the Belko Experiment, which we were talking about the other day. You're saying it wrong. With Dr. Cox? Yeah, no, that's, are you sure that's the right yep. title? Okay. But it was taken out by Kong Skull Island. What? Yeah. Oh, oh God. The commercials for that were really good. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. That blows my mind. Okay, first of all, 2017 is a year where, like, I don't have, like, a time stamp in my head for it. It was just a blah year. I didn't remember at all that Logan came out of the, in the same year, in the same time period as, as Get Out. Is Get Out really that old? It apparently is. And Beauty and the Beast is that old? Yeah. Well, it makes sense that Beauty and the Beast is that old because it was like a million years ago that we were playing the soundtrack to that to drive people crazy. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, time time gets away from you. Six years ago? Good Lord. I don't like it. That needs to quit happening. <laughs> I need to like, you know what it is? We're not in school, and I don't write checks anymore. So the year doesn't get solidified in my head as much as it used to. Sure. I don't even know what damn time uh, day it is most of the time. So <sighs> I got to fix that somehow. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So uh, you liked it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Let's dive. The dog liked it too. <laughs> she was into it. To catch her, she paused to watch it. Like, you know something interesting is going on. The dog stops in her mission to look at the TV for a minute. And as soon as things calm down, she just pops off. It's so funny to watch her. Sorry, that has nothing nope. to do with anything. That's all right. Um, we did get uh, the 20th Century Fox opener, and the Marvel opener was all X-Men, mm-hmm. uh, which is rare and well, very it appreciated. Well, was, it was... Wolverine was all over it. I think it was Wolverine specific. No, I mean, there were other X-Men. Yeah, like, there's a consequence. <laughs> there was a, there was at least one frame where they focused on Colossus pretty hardcore. Yeah, so the movie opens uh, with somebody trying to jack the car that Jack Mann is sleeping in. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> It is, I mean, of all of the the most epic of bad lucks. Yeah. You had to, I mean, you don't look in the car. Okay, so picture this. Mm-hmm. You're a bunch of criminals. You're like, ooh, look, a limo. Yeah. An old limo. In the middle of a parking lot. In the dark. Don't you go investigate first before you start jacking it up and yanking wheels off? Well, there were enough of them, and they were armed. They figured even if there was something going on, they could handle it. 
I mean, that's male privilege for you right there. You know? Okay. Oh, I can handle anything that comes along. Yeah. Except guess what? Well, there aren't a lot of uh, mutants left in the world. Yeah, but the ones that are really dangerous. <laughs> now, one of the things I did learn, I have not read the Old Man Logan comics. I, I think I mentioned this before. Yeah. Uh, I did do a little research for the podcast. And one of the things going on in this world is that there are descendants of Hulk who have formed like a nation of their own. They are like warlord chieftains that have taken over part of America. Didn't we hear that Hulk couldn't have kids because of... No, Hulk doesn't want to have kids because he's afraid of what that would do Mm -hmm. to the uh, mother and the child. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, it's not like a fetus would get mad at anything, you don't figure, but, like, I mean, technically there's a possibility that a Hulk fetus could bust out of a uterus. Yeah. Like, yeah. alien style. <laughs> but there's... Have to, He'd have to make sure that he fell in love with a super girl. Yeah. Um, this is a group of... Um... There's a group of hulks that have taken over part of the world. This is uh, after, like, the Red Skull. Well, this isn't far enough. 20 years isn't long enough for all that to have gone down. Um, the Red Skull tried to take over the, the world, and, and Logan helped. Is the timeline about stop the thing? Him. Yeah, give or take. There's not enough time for all that to have developed. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we say... Ultimate future, and we paint it just far enough uh, in advance yes, to, but like, to put the background we want. That means Hulk would have to be having babies like yesterday. Sure. Like it's, birthing them, not starting them. When you throw alternate future timeline, then... Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So the, the world is... The, the world from the movie is not nearly... Uh, as gone to shit as the no, one in the comic. I feel like it's much more believable and accurate. Because sure. At this point, we're like, what, six years away from that year? Yeah. Yeah, it was 2029. So I don't know that we're, things are going to be that much different in six years. I mean, unless something major happens, knock on wood. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Red Skull's going to try and overtake the world first. Well, I'm at our world. Like, yeah. it, I know it's not, it's an alternate, it's like not our world, but, you know, I'm thinking of it in terms of that. Yeah. Like, I guess if you've got supers running around, things would escalate. Uh, it would be accelerated. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, but the Hulk played a big part in shaping the uh, world old man Logan is set in. So did the fantastic four. Uh, the red skull is a captain America villain. So they wish, had to tailor it for the movie. I just wish that they had, um, they did do a really good job of setting the world. We, the thing that I've talked about before, they, they've had news clips going on in the background. Yeah. Um, I just wish there'd been a teeny tad bit more because it was a throwaway line that they said, oh, last time you did this, you killed six X-Men. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Oh, yeah. I want to know, who are those six? 
what happened? You can't give me a flashback? We're getting flashbacks in every damn movie, but I can't get a flashback of that holy shit moment? Like, that seems like that should have... There needs to be, like, a... Like Shrek did, you know, with the, the one and a half. They need a <laughs> X-Men and a half. All right. Um, so, opening scene. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed the way Logan starts out being like, yo, let's just talk about this. I don't yeah. want to hurt anybody. But also, then, hey, if you're going to take those, can you not do it that way? That's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. That was the that was the funny part for me. Because protecting the car, his source of income. Well, it's also not his car. Yeah, it was a lease. Uh, did he say lease or did he, he say said, rental? He said it was a lease. I, uh, you know, I heard rental, which was bugging me the rest of the movie because it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but like he's he's going, he's he cares more about protecting that car than himself, obviously. Well, I mean, but, he doesn't have to worry about protecting himself. Yeah, although we find out he kind of does, right? Like his healing factor is slowing down. Um, he's he's wearing yeah, out. They really fucked him with that adamantium. Yeah. Um, that that heavy metal poisoning is, which they did not explain in this movie. Uh, you had to tell me what it was. They just they just assumed that you knew. Yeah. That that's why he was aging, and that's why he's coughing, and he's not healing. They didn't, uh, or they did mention it. It's not something I call. He kind of mentions it a little bit that the the metal is what's poisoning him when he when he runs into dude's son. Um. But again, this is really informed by the comics I've read. Um, the Fatal Attractions storyline where Magneto pulls the adamantium out of Wolverine. How would you do that? Through every pore in his body. You mean like he just he sucked him off? Yes. Just... Yeah, he... That sounds Yes, horrible. he extracted the metal. Is... Adamantium magnetic? Not particularly. Because I'm thinking but that at, would be really inconvenient. At this point, Magneto's powers had gotten so strong that everything was magnetic. Well, I mean, I guess if he can suck the iron. Oh, you know what I just what I just thought of? I am immune to Magneto. <laughs> your iron deficiency saves your life, huh? My anemia makes it's a superpower that's what it is right here yeah so after uh magneto pulls the adamantium out of wolverine's body yeah uh his healing factor kicks in uh to overdrive really it well it would have to um because think about it there's adamantium oozing past every system yeah and so not just to heal him, but now because he is not being daily poisoned by the heavy metal that's in every bit of his body, mm-hmm. uh, his healing factor is able to like overdrive. He starts going feral and, and changing, and it's a weird like he loses his nose for a while. It's kind of weird. He goes feral, yeah, and loses his nose. Yeah. Did he have an itch? <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. So both the stress of that much pain and uh, his healing factor kicking into overdrive well, you know, really f- fucked him up for a while. That makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It well, and I imagine if you think about how tired his body is. Yeah. Just from constantly healing from the the um, metal poisoning. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you're allowed to go feral after that. <laughs> I just um, wish the com- I wish I could read the comics because the stories in the comics are so much better. Yeah. But I just can't do it. I have tried. I mean, I can't even read the comics I grew up with anymore. Like, well, and to be fair, uh, I cherry pick the stories to hand to you. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what my parents did with Robert Heinlein. Yeah. And they made it sound so great. And then I tried to read one and I was like, oh, this is torture. Like, if I handed you the comic where uh, Daredevil faces the Prowler, uh, it probably wouldn't be the most enlightening reading. Is is the Prowler like um, a peeping Tom? No, he's he's just a bad guy that needed his ass whooped. Cat burglar? Yeah. Okay. Or the slasher, or the gut, or I don't know. There's a bunch of. I don't know. What they need to do is they need to give me um, a an a novel. You know, somebody's written one, like a novel, uh, instead of a comic book. Yeah, and a then novelization they of the stories. Yeah. yeah, they just do. Yeah, or I guess a compendium. If I could find a compendium, like, because that's how I was able to read um, The Walking Dead stuff. Because if I just have a comic book, it's like one trip to the bathroom and then I'm done. And then it's gone from my head. Well, that's why I like the uh, Unlimited, because I just keep reading. Yeah. Unfortunately, my uh, my iPad is now a legacy. (laughs) Yeah, and your phone's just a little too small for really enjoying panel by panel, even panel by panel. No, but I could turn you into a couple of. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, uh, you did. Uh, there's a comic book. I don't remember the name of it, but I was complaining to you that all the chicks in comic books were all naked and scrawny, and and so I found one um, where the female hero of the story looks like me. Um, and I read like three comics and I was like, you know, eh, it's just boring to me. Okay. He's beating people up and stuff. There are stories that are boring, like the movie that we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, if we don't go off on tangents, how will people know it's us? Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where we get told it's 2029. We see Logan buying some drugs uh, on the sly. And then the uh, the protagonist of the movie, Pierce, jumps in the car um, and starts asking about the the woman that had tried to talk to him at the funeral. Gabriella. Gabriella. Uh, Which. You know, it's super unfair of bad guys to be like, hey, have you seen this person yet? And if the good guy says who, the bad guy could just be like, since you're getting to him first, could just be like, hey, this chick, uh, she wants stuff from you that's not good. Here's, you know, tell your version of the story. Yeah. Right? And then when Gabriella actually does approach him, 
He can be like, I already know your deal. Fuck off, lady. Well, like, why are you, why do bad guys always come at stuff with violence and abuse first? That's not how you get people. Yeah, to he, came, he he was very menacing with this conversation. And how to win friends and influence people. This stuff works. Didn't need to be, because when Gabriella approached him in the graveyard. No, oh, he did say fuck off. He, for he real. straight up said fuck off. Well, he, he literally ran away. He is done being a hero. Yeah. Well, because God dang, he's tired. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been saving humanity since the Civil War. The, you know, the way he looks in this movie is how I feel. You know <laughs> that, like, I'm fucking over this. I'm too old for this shit. I'm tired. Yeah. I just want to sleep in the back of my limo. That's what I feel like every day. <laughs> just, yeah. I Maybe that's why I connected so emotionally with this movie, because <laughs> I am Wolverine. <laughs> Wish I was Professor X. <laughs> Um, Boy, so, we'd all be in trouble if I had Professor X and Powers. So Loken goes uh, across the border to Mexico. He's apparently crossing the border frequently enough that he's friends with the. Uh, Sam. Oh, there you go. Sam, the the border crossing guard. Sam. Yeah, you know, it occurred to me if if you're crossing the border that much, it should be the opposite. Reaction from the guards, shouldn't it? Why are you crossing the border so much? What are you doing? Because if if you if you cross the border a bunch and always go to that one guy's um, booth enough that you guys know each other's names, if I'm Sam, I'm like he's he's passing drugs back and forth. Well, I mean, sure, you get suspicious and you check the car enough times, and there's nothing. Well, maybe he's just smarter than you. <laughs> it's odd. Why isn't he going to Canada, though? Why Mexico? Um. Oh, you know, old people like warm. Yeah, sure. Maybe that's what it is. Canada's too cold for uh, X's old bones. I don't know. Or maybe something about the world, like Canada shut the border. Well, I don't I mean. So X-Men Canada is a much different place than our world of Canada. Mm-hmm. There's some wild shit that happens, and the government is very sinister. Well, but this is where later on they're aiming for. Like, yes. Canada has rules against uh, experimentation, but <coughs> and that's why it's a safe place for them to go. It's very possible that, especially during the uh, the children of the Hulk taking over the fucking the country... It's very possible that Canada, like, shut the borders and built a wall and made us pay for it. Sure. Well, I mean, he could, he wouldn't have to cross the border a bunch. It looked like he was crossing the border every day. Yeah, because white people in USA rent limos probably more than poor people in Mexico. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he meets up with, with this version of Caliban. Which is a much better version. This is more accurate than the Apocalypse version. Yeah. Well, also, Stephen Merchant is awesome. This is, uh, this is, um, he's not done a lot of acting. Yeah. Um, he's mostly a behind the camera guy. Uh, but I remember them, him talking to Ricky on, I think it was on their podcast, uh, when he got this part and he was, so giddy and excited. So anytime I, when I see him in this part, I just remember how happy he was and how much he 
he kind of said like he didn't feel like he earned that, but holy shit, what do I get to do? Yeah. Uh, kind of like uh, Silent Bob and how excited he gets and is like, how did I get here? Like, yeah. how do I get to do this? Well, Caliban is lanky, like yeah. Stephen Merchant, so that makes sense. And uh, Stephen Merchant makes a perfect, like this um, vampiric. He really does look like Nosferatu. too. I mean, like so much so that I kind of assumed he had pointy ears until I really looked at him and he didn't. Yeah. And I was like, um, I swear I saw pointy ears on him. But the other guy in Apocalypse did have pointy ears. And kind of looked. I mean, Nosferatu uh, is. I mean, he didn't have the long teeth, but he does. He looks like him, like a modern mm. version. That is what he looks like when we first meet him. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, he looks more like an alien zombie than. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a Morlock. He's been living under the ground. Oh, was that what he is? Yeah. Ah. Uh, um. He gets. Uh. He gets beefed he, up by Apocalypse. But he's, like, allergic to the sun, though. Yeah, so they called him an albino in this movie. And well, that's, I mean, come on. Made the sun burn him. That's rude. Albinos don't. I mean, he burned like a vampire. Yeah, see, so after he gets beefed up by Apocalypse, that's him in the background. He becomes this hulking, muscular. Looks like a block of ice. Yeah, well, his skin is still white, but... Yeah, but he looks like ice. He's like, he looks like he's made out of shards of ice. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem I really have with this version of Caliban is they made him a little too smart. Um, Caliban is a very simple-minded uh, person. But he wasn't particularly smart in this movie. You... He was much smarter than his, his 616 counterpart. I mean, is he a, a drooling moron? Not quite, but... Because it's not like he displayed great intelligence. No, he was having, in this scene even, he's having conversations about the, the drug doses, and he's like insightful about Logan, and he's talking strategy. Uh, okay. He realizes that... I'm just saying nothing about that conversation made me think, oh, this is a really smart guy. He was just a dude. Standards are pretty low then. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying he was really smart. I'm just saying he's smarter than. This is what I'm saying. That's a low standard. Um, Yeah, so we also meet the aging Charles Xavier. Uh, who still in real life does not look that old. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, he is on drugs, but he has lost control of his abilities. Okay, he's on anti seizure medicine. He's not on drugs. Yep, yeah, fair enough. And those are the drugs it, that. Yeah, you make it sound like he's on benzos or something. This, this is the medicine that that Wolverine uh, is buying on the sly. Yeah. Because everybody in the world thinks that Xavier is dead. Okay, so here's here's the problem. Like, uh, Xavier is a fairly intelligent guy. Um, and I would like to think that he's smart enough to know that if you don't take your your uh, medicine consistently, that you're going to give yourself a seizure. So why isn't he on the ball with that? 
he killed six of his own people. Yeah. And in the casino, he's absolutely devastated by uh, the consequences of his, uh, you know, seizure. So why in the world is he not on top of it himself? I have to assume that there's some uh, there's some f- type of dementia adding to his I, I didn't, problem. I didn't get a, a dementia. He, he gets a little. Sometimes he's more present than others. I didn't get that from from him. He didn't seem disoriented or not remembering things or. Um, he just seemed. Old. Also, as he loses control of his powers, the outside world in, interferes with his ability to think for himself because he's catching everybody mm-hmm. else's thoughts. Which is probably why he's living in a grain silo. Yeah, so they put them in that silo to uh, use it as a kind of a Faraday cage to keep out some of the other thoughts. Yeah. But while we're having this scene, uh, he starts having a seizure and just locks everything up. Uh, Wolverine's a little less affected, so he's able to jab him with the the injection, but Caliban can't breathe for the entire time it's happening. Which is a minute. Which I guess when you can't breathe is a long time. Yeah. Well, no. A minute when you can't breathe isn't really that long of a time. The the part that makes it feel like a long time is you don't know when you're going to be able to breathe again. Relativity, you know. Yeah. Xavier's kind of mean to Logan in this scene. Um, Actually back and forth between being mean and independent. Um, Well, I mean, you would be mean if you were dependent on somebody for everything. Yeah. He's paralyzed, so he can't go to the bathroom by himself. I mean, yeah, no, you would be cranky. He says a few things that, that don't make a lot of sense where he's touching into people's minds. He he mentions the, that they're waiting for Logan at the Statue of Liberty, which later we see that, that Mama's at the uh, Liberty Motel, which yeah, clicks. Which, but to Logan, it all seems like... Which was funny because I was looking at the sign and not thinking about the fact that he said Statue of Liberty because the sign wasn't fully lit up. Yeah. So it didn't even click until you said something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Xavier thinks that there's a new mutant out there. Uh, well, he knows there is. Well, fair. Uh, but Wolverine says that this is this is not possible. Mutants haven't been born for... 25 years. Well, this is, it's all kind of, it's coming across like psychic visions almost. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, it's it's Xavier. When he says stuff like that, it's because he knows it because it's happening and he can hear it in his head, not because he's guessing. So why in the world would Logan not listen to him? I don't know. I, I, I think that there is, like I said, the, the disease that they don't really spell out. I think that it, it has caused Logan to question Xavier's cognition in addition to uh, all of the other stuff that's happened. Well, that's not very smart on his part because everything he said 
um, with a little bit of interpretation came true. Sure. And, you know, when Xavier says we have to protect her, just listen. You know? Yeah. Um, Caliban gets a little whiny with, with, the, with Wolverine when he comes back in uh, and calls him out on his shit. And then Wolverine goes back to work. Um, he ends up at the Liberty Motel where he meets up with uh, Gabriella, who offers him uh, $50,000 to take her and Laura, uh, a.k.a. X-23, to uh, South Dakota. Uh, and he starts off being like, no, no, no. And then she gives him... Uh, well, I mean, he needs this money because um, he's planning to buy a boat to put them all on. Yes. Be- I mean, like, what better place to isolate yourself from the rest of the world? Than the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Where- Seems to me like it's probably time to euthanize uh, Xavier. His existence is you know, endangering the entire planet because we already know that he can access the entire planet mentally. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I mean, I know you love the guy, but... Um, yeah, it's it, it's time to be done with Chuck. A little bit. Um, but after the sad story, Wolverine's need to protect uh, young innocent women... Oh, is that what it was? Because what I what I saw was, oh, you have money. I need to. And his need to have some cash to take care of Xavier, uh, over overpower him, and he agrees to to do it. But he's going to run home first and take care of Xavier, um, and Caliban. Um, which turns out to be a really bad idea because when he gets back to pick them up. Um, mom is dead and X-23 is missing. Yeah, I don't understand why he didn't just take them then so he didn't have to drive back and then back. Yeah, at the very least be like, hey, I'm going to drop you off at this hotel down the road so you don't see where we're at. But yeah, maybe he was afraid to cross the border with them in the car. Maybe. That's possible. Hmm. They didn't spell that out. We're going to have to look for some deleted scenes. Mm, yeah. Um, so finding the dead mom and, and not finding the girl, he uh, gets back in the car and goes back to Mexico. Um, and Caliban starts questioning him. He gets shitty with Caliban. And then Caliban notices the trunk is open. And wants to know whose ball and backpack is in the trunk. <laughs> I think we know. And then right about this time, Pierce and his gang's gang shows up. Now his gang uh, is the Reavers. I don't know that the Reavers are from the Old Man Logan books. What I know the Reavers from is a period of time in the X-Men where they were all pretending to be dead. Some bad stuff went down. Um, the world was super anti-mutant at the time. 
and they figured the best way for them to stay off the radar was to uh, fake their own deaths. So the entire X-Men team pretended to be dead, moved to the Australian outback, and uh, they would do missions in secret uh, with the help of this guy that could swing a whirly gig and create a teleportation oh, world. Oh, um, the, the Australian. Yes. Uh, it's a communication device. Yes. As per Crocodile Lindy. If he spins it, he can create a teleportation device and he would send them on missions. Uh, but he a, never that, spoke. That's a good scene in Crocodile Lindy where he's... <laughs> Uh, anyway, these Reavers are um, humans that get augmented by machines. Uh, okay, poor, yeah, they're... that's what we saw in, yeah. the, uh, in the movie. And they were major dickwads like they were in the movie. So um, I don't remember this Pierce character exactly, but sure. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, he shows up and immediately starts uh, grilling Wolverine. And then uh, Laura throws a pipe at him. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> He's all being menacing. And then you hear, ah, conk. <laughs> I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. <laughs> I mean, like, dude looks seriously intimidating and like he's about to crush your skull. And then conk, he's out, gone, like not even a whimper. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> Wolverine tells Caliban to throw Pierce in the car and go dumping uh, down the road. Um, and Caliban's like, "What if he wakes up?" So Logan kicks him in the head again. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. It's just so funny. I mean, you can't just like tie the guy up. Um, and that's all well and good, but as he's dumping the body, Pierce wakes up, and uh, the I rest mean, of the Reavers show up. I mean, I guess you could have just killed him. And he's all captured and shit, so that's not going to go well for him. Um. When Wolverine sees all of the uh, all of the cars coming down the road, he decides to leave Laura at the place eating cereal, and he's going to throw Xavier in the car and get the fuck out of there. And this is why I said that Logan was only doing it for the money, not for his need to protect people, because he abandoned that poor little girl like four times. Yeah. He did not give a shit about her continued existence. At all. I, he was prioritizing Xavier. Yes, babe. And we all know that means he also didn't give a flying crap about that girl. Yeah. She's a little girl and is just as defenseless, you assume. Yeah. As, uh, oh, as, as Xavier. So if he cared at all, he would have grabbed both of them or said, hey, little girl, come. She has feet. Yeah, but he's going to leave her there so the bad guys grab her and he and Xavier can get the fuck away. Exactly. This, to me, proves my point. Okay. I just think he he cared about the girl in that she was a human, but he was just prioritizing Xavier. 
in mutant kind. No, I think I think he was prioritizing Xavier the whole time, uh, and getting the money by doing the job was also was prioritizing him. Um, they don't get away. The bad guys, the the reavers surround them. Um, yeah, but not before they don't just completely trash that car. Not yet. The the limo gets trashed as they're trying to escape later. It's shot up a little bit, but... Yeah, the window's busted. The whole side of it's all... That happens as they're oh, okay. escaping later. Um, yeah, so Pierce sends a few minions in after Laura, who's eating her cereal soon. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we still have it. And uh, they, they show them going in, and then they cut to the outside... And you start hearing screaming. <laughs> and uh, then this cute little girl comes walking out of the building. Put and like a bowling ball under her arm. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Is that her backpack? What is she carrying? And I, for real, I didn't remember what she had from the first time I watched this movie. And did not know what it was until she rolled it out at us. <laughs> um. I, I think that little girl could get to Canada on her own. Yeah, probably. She and that lady could have just started walking and they would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, she tosses the head at Pierce. The head. It's a head. <laughs> that big, the biggest, scariest guy that looked like he's uh, like very easily uh, Merle from The Walking Dead could have played that part. Yeah. Like there's a big old me head. <laughs> <laughs> or no, not Merle. Um, who am I thinking of? Uh, the wrestler guy that's in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's oh, who we look like. Dave Batista. Yeah. yeah, that's who we look like. Um. So then we get a fight, and uh, this is where we find out that uh, Laura's got claws. Uh, and she knows how to fucking use them because she starts tearing people up. Yeah, okay, so this is the only thing about the movie that really bothers me is that she's doing, like, martial arts moves. Yes. There's no way they taught her any of those moves in that hospital yet. She's little. Well. And were, were they not still in the process of trying to control them? Why would they? They were controlling and training at the same time. Yes, and, and it's men in charge of that shit, then, yeah, because that was, that's literally the dumbest way you could do that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to continue to make you more and more deadly as we continue to try not figure, figure out. out how to keep you under control. Dude, how old do you think she is? Like 11? Maybe, yeah. Okay, can you imagine Rose at 11 with powers <laughs> without martial arts? Excuse me. <laughs> No fucking way should you ever be training adolescents to do shit to make them with, more deadly. With retractable murder weapons and unbreakable bones. Yeah, they gave her adamantium on top of it. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> Not only that, they don't just have one to, like, try and see if it can work. They have, like, 50 all having different powers. Yeah. So they're like a little army. If any of these children had decided to gather, uh, you know, to, to come together, 
they would they could have been dead. Those kids could have fought for themselves back at the hospital. Yeah, this was a very bad idea. Um, yeah. Well, this could have been a completely different movie. Um, because if they had just stood and fought instead of running in the first place, all of the guys after them uh, would have gone down like a bunch of sacks and bricks. Yeah, what they're calling the X-23 project was a really, really bad idea. Um, Only a dumb scientist who's like, let's not stop to see if we should. (laughs) Let's see if we can. Like, it's so unbelievably stupid. But uh, between Laura and Wolverine, they kill about, like, 30 friggin' dudes. In the most badass way possible. Oh, yeah. That little girl is the adult that they got to do her... Um, uh, stunts? Stunts. Yeah. Was amazing. Yeah. She was flying, or he, I guess it could have been. She's flying around like a monkey. Like an acrobatic monkey. Well, and there was one point where one of the Reavers goes after uh, Xavier, who's still in the car, and Wolverine, like, drops everything to impale the shit out of that dude. <laughs> um, they fight their way into the car. Uh, Wolverine picks up Laura, and they start booking it. And we see something that I've never seen in any other movie ever. Wolverine tries to ram his car through a chain link fence. Oh. And the fence stops the car. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, well, you know what? There is another movie where, um, uh, what is it? The Haunting of Hill House? That fence also stops the car dead. Yeah, that, that gate, but also wasn't it a little bit magic? No, there was no magic. Uh, it was ghosts. Uh, no magic. Um, no, it, the gate. Yeah. It's just chained, which you always see in a movie where yeah. the chains just bust open and the car is like mostly fine. Yeah, no. That does not happen in a movie very often. Like, so much so that I feel reasonably sure if I just took our van, we could <laughs> just drive through a fence. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be able to? It's just. Chain link, right? Uh, yeah, but the limo gets caught on it and they barely escape. Uh, but actually, it's a good thing that the limo got caught on it because that fence attached to it took out three or four dudes <laughs> um, on its own. Um, but they they eventually get away, and then we see that uh, Pierce is now drafting Caliban uh, for his tracking abilities. Well, that's a nice way to put what they actually did. Well, they tortured him into compliance. Yeah, that's slightly different. Fair enough. Drafted sounds so nice. They kidnapped him. Um, we get a video of Ter- Trinigen. Trinigen, the company. Yeah. We get we get a video from, from Mama... Uh, Gabriella. Gabriella. Who was She's a, not Mama. Not Mama. Who was a nurse there uh, as they were doing the X-23 projects. And we see how horrible the, the conditions were and the treatment were of these kids. 
we also find out that the X-23 project, which created uh, Laura and her friends, is being scrapped as a failure, and they have moved on to X-24. Hmm. Um, we've talked about these X numberings before uh, in previous Wolverine episodes of the podcast. Originally, Wolverine Weapon X was Weapon 10. Yeah. Um, and Canada continued that numbering, so there was Weapon 11, Weapon 12, Weapon whatever. But also sometimes they use the X and then a number after that to do other stuff. It gets... Not consistent? Not consistent sometimes. Uh, it's like there are multiple projects going on, and a lot of them are based on um, Wolverine's DNA and healing factors. Um, that's how we get Deadpool. Oh, uh, is, it, is he connected to Wolverine? Yeah, they used Wolverine's healing factor and put it into Deadpool, and that's why he's... Can Wolverine regenerate a whole limb? Theoretically, yeah. Hmm. Uh, one time he reconstituted himself after being like basically atomized by a bomb. So Wolverine's, course. yeah, Wolverine's healing factor is just as good as it needs to be. Well, yeah, we know how that goes. But also, it's slowed down by the heavy metal poisoning. So Deadpool's healing factor is actually better than. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, we get a real fun scene at a gas station. Uh, yeah, fun until it turns feral. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, Wolverine steals shit from the gas station, which is not a way to make friends with the well, clerk. I mean, it was it was circumstantial. Like, they had to get the fuck out. He could have dropped the 20 on the counter. Well, he could have. But he didn't have time. And then uh, he takes them to a casino in Oklahoma uh, for some sleep and a change of clothes. Why a casino? Because it's also a hotel. But there are cheaper hotels in Oklahoma. I'm sure a Motel 6 would have worked out perfectly well. but Because uh, yeah, you want... Okay, if someone's after you... You want to be in a motel. Maybe, much like me, Logan is a Hilton girl. Well, but you need to be a no-tell motel girl because um, if somebody rolls up on you, you need to be on a ground floor. You need to be able to have access to your vehicle. Like, usually you're able to park immediately outside your door. Yeah. Like, strategically. (laughs) I love that. This this limo is is basically held together by bubblegum at this oh, point. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. And Wolverine's like, keep it out front. That's the other thing. Um, these people are definitely looking for you, and you're driving a V. Ve- like, first of all, just driving a limo, you're super visible. But if they were at the casino and the limo was in good condition, maybe they'd blend in a little. But this limo screams... Someone's after me. Yeah. 
So they didn't even need Caliban. They just needed to start driving around. Xavier is watching a, a classic Western with Laura, which she'll later quote. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. Um, and to save my life, I can't think of the guy. The dude from City Slickers. I watched all those movies as a kid. Um, you know, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Yeah. Um, it's on the tip of my brain. I feel like it's got a cue in it. Shane is the name of the movie. Uh-huh. And the, from 1953. And the guy's name is... I have to IMDb that. Well, you got a Google right there. I thought you were looking it up. I Googled what movie it was. <laughs> yeah, that's a fairly famous movie. Uh, it is starring Alan Ladd as Shane. Um, you also have Van Heflin, Brandon D, Jack Palance. Jack Palance. That's that's, that's the guy you're looking for. Yes, that's the guy I'm looking for. The guy you remember him because during the Oscars he did a one-handed a couple of one-handed push. Oh yeah, I know who Jack Palance is. Yeah. Well, then why didn't you know that's the guy I was talking about? Because I was looking up the name of the movie. Oi. They. That dude is such a scary badass. He's uh, way cooler than John Wayne. Wolverine also finds some X-Men comics <laughs> and gets really pissed. Uh, yeah, well, they, they make a, an appearance a couple of times during the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, if somebody wrote fan fiction about my life, I'm sure I'd get upset, too. I don't know, because when people wrote fanfic... Um, about Billy the Kid, he was super excited about it. Yeah, but Wolverine is no Billy the Kid. He's not looking for fame and glory. Mm-hmm. I believe that's fortune and glory. Sure. Any uh, Jones quote. Okay. Fortune. Uh, Logan goes out to ditch the limo and buy a new car. I mean. He steals from the gas station, but won't steal a car. Yeah. Significantly different amount of money. I like that he also, like, took the limo to a chop shop and is like, have fun, guys. Was it a chop shop, or was that just an alley with a bunch of guys in it that were, like, criminals? Uh, He was was kind of... um, Asking them to make it disappear. Yeah. Also, he was assuming by their appearance that they were criminals. He he discovers that uh, Xavier is not taking his pills. Um, and flipping through the comics, he realizes that the location he's supposed to be taking this kid is from a comic. Um, he doesn't immediately go back to the the casino hotel though like he detours along the way which I found weird I just realized we never did get an answer we don't know if those coordinates do have a sanctuary at them well the the place that they they went where they met up with all the kids Mm -hmm. was those coordinates Mm -mm. and yes no babe yes they were there and were moving on you know, they they went to there to link up, and then Richter 
had radio communication with somebody across the border who told him it was safe to cross, that sanctuary had been uh, granted. Yeah. Um, that mean, that just means that Canada said, sure, you can come over. That doesn't mean that the place they were going to had a bunch of mutants in it. Fair. But the place they were linking up is the coordinates from the comic book. Why would the the place in the comic book not be the final destination coordinates? Because they were in America? What are you talking about? The, the, the coordinates in the comic book are supposed to be the sanctuary coordinates. The coordinates in the comic book that was written years before they needed them uh-huh. was a convenient link-up place for the kids to link up so they could ask How for sanctuary. are supposed to know? It just so happens that the place in the comic book has a building with a radio, and how are they supposed to know who to radio and where to go after that? I don't know. What I'm saying is we left the end of the movie not knowing if they found where they were going. We left the end of the movie, which we haven't gotten to yet. But at the end of the movie, the kids are on their way to Canada where they're going to be safe. In the comic book, those coordinates are supposed to be like a sanctuary. Right? Yes. It's supposed to be a place where a bunch of mutants yes. are all living where it's safe. Yes. And that's what the little girl thought those coordinates were. Yes. But you're saying it's some abandoned building. Yes. So you get to the abandoned building and you're like, oh, shit, there's nothing here. Except Richter knew to call Canada. How did Richter know? I don't fucking know. It's BS. Maybe there was a, there's a, I don't know, there's another comic. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't tell us. And I'm not that concerned. And that is exactly my point. They didn't tell us. We don't know. We do know that they cro- they, they are on their way across the border. They're going to be we safe. We know that they got told they were allowed to cross the border. Fair enough. That's all we know. Okay. That's not, are they all together? Is there a sanctuary? Nope, you're right. And especially since they're going to X-Men Canada, it wasn't even the Canadian government that told them they were going to be safe. Yeah. As soon as they get across the border, they get scooped up and they get put into Weapon X program version like, seven. This is what I'm saying. Like it, it that's feels, the, it's the new Alpha Flight. It, but it, it. Okay, you're making fun of me, but I feel like that was too open ended. Yeah, we're not supposed. We're not at the end of the movie yet, but. Well, it just occurred to me. Calm down. You have got to calm down. I left this movie thinking the kids were going to be all right, but you have just made them. I've ruined it for you, did I? You've. This is the prelude to a horror horror movie for these kids, and I hope you're happy. Well, this. Okay, so here's what it is. These kids are the kids in Stephen King's book, The Institute. Oh, <laughs> which you haven't read. Have I have. You? Oh, did you? Okay. Um. And now all of it makes perfect sense. Stephen King is actually writing for Marvel. All right. Well, rewinding the movie an hour. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Would you calm down? Uh, When Logan gets back to the hotel uh, slash casino, it is very fortuitous timing because right at the time he pulls up, Xavier's having another seizure. Hmm. And everybody is stock still. And Wolverine fights to get to the elevator and get up the elevator 
and then starts killing Reavers on his way to uh, to Xavier. Yeah, kind of like uh, uh, Pietro. Yeah. Um, this is a very Pietro uh, scene here, um, where X's um, brain is freezing everybody, so they're dead, still standing. Kind of cool. Although this is the probably the most murder I think I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. Oh yeah, he murders the fucker. I mean, well, then again, in that one movie where Jean Grey was just melting people left and right because of the Phoenix Force, that was a lot of murder too. Uh, anyway, uh, both he you don't normally get that kind of bloody, gruesome murder. No, 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 no. You know, no. it's like, oh, it was like a very clean melting. No, that's why this one's rated R and the rest of them are 13. Yeah, both he and Laura are resistant to Xavier's uh, mind freeze thing. Uh, so she helps Wolverine get that uh, needle into Xavier and stop the seizure. Um, yeah, she got attached to X pretty fast, didn't she? Yeah. Um, they get to the car and get away before Pierce has a chance to uh, recover. Um, and then we hear on the news talking about this incident. This is where we find out that this is very similar to the one in Westchester where Xavier killed a bunch of people to include six X-Men. Yeah, I'm annoyed that they didn't like flash those six X-Men yeah. picture or something. Aren't you just dying to know? Yeah, I mean, like, the X-Men are done, so... Yeah, Marvel's never, ever going to do another X-Men movie. Ever. No, no, I'm saying, like, in this timeline, the X-Men are done, so uh, yeah, but, he could have killed any number of them. But Well, any six of them. But don't you, don't you want to know who... I mean, sure. If this story shows up in the comics, I'm sure I'll be upset about it. When well, you'll have to let me know. Okay. Uh, still, it's still in 1971, so it'll be a while before I get there. Yeah, I wish you could read as fast as we were watching the movies. I know, right? It would be so helpful. It'd be really helpful if I could just absorb 40 or 50 years worth of comics all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you wouldn't be enjoying them. Yeah. Um, they're on the highway in their new pickup truck. Uh, there's some talk about, uh, Wolverine being Laura's daddy. And then he starts complaining about the auto trucks because we see a bunch of 18 wheelers without the driver. They don't even have a cab. Yeah. They don't even have a cab. They're just the... Where did Wolverine um, get that file from? Like, we get confirmation that, that he's definitely her uh, genetic contributor. It was in the stuff the nurse had. Um, she had files on a few of the... And so it's it's him and some random Mexican girl. You know, so the, the, the random Mexican girl was the, the womb that the egg was placed in. You mean surrogate? Yes. Uh, however, 
my understanding is that the the Laura is a genetic clone of Wolverine. They used his DNA okay, but to impregnate you, his DNA. Mm-hmm. Like they created an egg with his DNA and created sperm with his DNA and made a Wolverine you clone. You can't create an egg with a man's DNA. You're going to have to take a leap of science. No. What I heard in the movie was they took his DNA and fertilized these Mexican girls' um, eggs. Here's why that doesn't work. Because with mutants, the passing of the powers isn't guaranteed to be the same power. Well, that's... Why it's an experiment. Um, but. They, okay, they did. Okay, say it was a different power. They didn't know. We don't know that they were like specifically looking for. Um, but if you clone Wolverine, then you will get Wolverine's power. Okay, well, if she was a clone of Wolverine, then she would be a boy. Unless her DNA healed itself as she was being. Then gestured. Wolverine would be a boy. I mean, a girl. Wolverine would then be a girl. His mutation kicked in after he no. hit. I don't know. I don't know. No, I this, know the that science says that she is Wolverine's genetic daughter and the daughter of the woman who birthed her. The because the, the nothing canon, else. The canon says she is his clone. Well, look, Stan Lee and the rest of these guys writing these books are idiots. And they, men don't even know how periods work, let alone how, uh, you literally do not have the ability to produce an egg. No. Because if you, if you took, say you took one of my eggs and scraped it out, just used a little shell, and then put 100% of your DNA into that egg, then it would be a clone. Straight up, with none of my input, which means the child that would grow from that would be a boy. Okay. So based on evidence, you are wrong, and I am right. She is his child, not his clone. Plus, she strangely looks a lot like Jane Grey and nothing like Wolverine. Okay. Even though Jane Grey had nothing to do with her. Her name's Jean, not Jane. Oh, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Jean Grey. So anyway, these automated trucks caused an accident. No. Here's what I saw. Okay. Laura. that was a hill Laura caused that accident okay because she liked the horsies okay I I don't know why but what I what I saw was she was looking at those horses and she was like ooh pretty horses they shouldn't be in there because you know she knows what it's like to be trapped in a cage and she psychically made that happen Okay, she doesn't have psychic powers. Well, not that you know of. But at this point, I wasn't sure if her mama wasn't Jean Grey. Okay. Because she is speaking to Xavier. 
in yeah. her head. Yeah, well, he goes she into her head. He can hear her, and he can hear I mean, like... He can do that with anybody. Well, sure. But he can do it really well with Jean Grey. I was think. I'm thinking, this is, this is, watch it again. Okay. Because it's just like, it looks like she made it happen, I swear. Okay. Um, accident happens, horses get loose, and Xavier says uh, that they have to stay in help. Also, fuck those no-humans-involved uh, trucks. That didn't even slow down? Yeah, I'm sorry, but we even now have the technology for the cars to be like, oh, shit, that's a whole-ass horse. Yeah. It behooves <laughs> the companies to have vehicles that have the ability to stop if something's in their way. Yeah, but instead the vehicle just says, alert, alert. Yeah, because deer and horses and cows in the middle of the road, they know what alert means. Alert. Oh, that was really upsetting, and that was the most, like, futuristic part of the whole show. Yeah. Uh, And I didn't fucking like one bit of it. If they start doing shit like that... And the one closest to reality. But, like, seriously, that's what they got railroad tracks for. If you're going to have people-less trucks, make them be trolleys, please. Yeah. Like, build a whole new infrastructure for them and keep them off my damn road. That's insanity. Um, but Xavier guides the horses in with his mind. Uh, Wolverine uh, and, and Laura help get them back into the trailer. And the family invites uh, them for a home-cooked dinner. This is Eric LaSalle. And, yeah. And uh, uh, Wolverine, intelligently, is like, no, let's stay out of your lives. Yeah. We got a place to go. And also fucking danger follows with us. Yeah. But old Charlie boy is like, no, it'll be great. Let's go hang out with these people. No, I think it took me a minute to remember the, what happens next. And then I remembered what happens next. And it's awful. Yeah. Why did they add this? This is not cool. They didn't need to. I mean, this was torture, this whole bit. We get a great scene uh, around the dinner table. Yeah. Wolverine being a little bit dad-like and, and helping. The Okay, but like also the gentle ribbing. Yeah. And the, you, you, we finally get to see the friendship between them. Yeah. And see that they, you know, they really care about each other. And, you know, they're funny. And they, they're, like, so briefly happy. It's such a happy scene. I mean, depending on what X-Man timeline you go with, they've been friends for, like, 50 years at this point. Mm. Maybe even 60. Well, yeah, not in any timeline I know about. Well, sure. If, if they meet Wolverine back in the Days of Future Past with McElvoy. Yeah, except that Wolverine, when he woke back up, didn't know who the fuck they were. Um, he would have been same old, same old, and said, fuck this, and left. You know he would have. This is literally what he said the first time they tried to talk to him. Fuck off! <laughs> I mean, even if you even if you only go to the 90s, um, that's still a good 30, sure. 40-year friendship. They're, yeah. Um, and, the, and this is the thing, though. This is why this movie is so much better than the others. Because they have this emotional note, this happy, calm, joking around, like Norman Rockwell-esque 
family dinner. Yeah. And then what happens next happens. Yeah. So after the dinner, the the mom like forces them to spend the night. Uh, and then the water shuts off. So dad's going to go investigate. And after a little discussion, Logan goes with her, with him. Uh, and they're there. They're fixing the water and some dickwads show up. The neighbors. The neighbors. Uh, because dude had an easement to use that water. And they're like forcing him off his land to shut him out. Yeah. However, yeah, because dude's like, oh, you had an easement with the last guy. But easements are part of the contract. When you buy a new place, yeah. the easements come with. It's an illegal agreement that was made. You have to honor that. Do you have an easement on the property we just bought? Yeah. Um, in this scene, as we're getting uh, information about this whole situation, we find out that this is uh, basically uh, genetically modified corn uh, that has been that they he basically called it mutant corn. It grows. Uh, it's growing like crazy, and it's being used to make corn syrup. I'm sorry. Where I have, yeah on their way to their water thing, they have this conversation about. Oh, I was because the corn is way taller than than normal corn, um, and they've got giant machines tending it, and it's it's genetically modified corn. I was, I must have been writing when they were at that conversation because I don't remember a single bit of it. Uh, anyway, Logan um, doesn't like the way dude's talking to his new friend. Um. So he tells him to, to back off. And when dude uh, cocks his shotgun, Wolverine uh, snatches it from him and breaks it in half over his knee. And then goes ahead and busts the dude's nose for it. Uh, so they they decide that discretion is the better part of valor yeah. and disappear. Kind of ironic. that You know, that there was like non-mutant drama happening. Yeah. Which this will come back into to play here in a little bit, but um, we cut back to Xavier laying in bed, um, and we see we see Wolverine walk in in the dark, and Xavier starts talking to him, and he's having a massive crisis uh, of conscience. He's he's torn up about the people he's killed with his seizures, and he's really having a hard time dealing with it. And Wolverine walks up to him, puts his fish to his chest, and pops his claws. And then we see that it's a much younger-looking Wolverine than the Wolverine we've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy is a clone. Yes. <laughs> That's how clones work. <laughs> um, so, but also, he called, the dude calls him 24. X-24, yeah. Well, he... He just calls him 24. Yeah. Um, so they've smartened up and realized that they need to have adults. Yeah. So they, they talk later that raising children to be soldiers is problematic. But if you go ahead and start with an adult, you can go ahead and program them without a conscience to do what you want them to do. Yeah. It, I mean, adults are a lot easier to. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's logical to me. Um, so this younger Logan starts just 
killing everybody in the family that they're staying he's with. He's T2000ing them. Like he's he's very much giving Terminator vibes. Yeah. But um, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like uh the Mercury puddle dude. He slapped Laura into this hog tie <sighs> shackle thing. Yeah. And is carrying her around by a handle. I didn't see that at first. I thought she was just um manacled. I didn't realize her feet were involved. So I kept thinking, why isn't she uh, running away? She could have at least been rolling away. Something. But yeah, she she was completely immobilized, the poor baby. Yeah, and then we see a truck pull up and we think, okay, so this is this is the real Wolverine and the dad, but it's not. It's the neighbors who have come for vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... 24 drops uh, Laura and turns to face them. Uh, and they're like, oh, there's the guy that broke your gun. Uh, and he slaughters the fuck out of them, too. Because those guys don't have eyeballs. Uh, and then this is where Wolverine and um, Dad show up. Wolverine runs upstairs and finds Xavier dead. Um, or rather, dying. Um, he should be dead. Yeah. He's carrying Xavier downstairs and sees, looks into his own face. Uh, and it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Just a, a pause from the, the horribleness. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, it clicked that um, dude um, is now the right age to play Roland in a real Dark Tower movie. Oh, Hugh Jackman? Yes. Because, you know, Hugh Jackman's always kind of looked a little bit, you know, when he's doing, like, those rough and tumble characters. Yeah. Kind of looks Clint Eastwoody. Oh, and he's got the depth to play that yes. nuance. He, he absolutely is my new, um, like, fantasy pick for that okay. character. Um, and you could really see it in this movie with the, um, can't you just see him as Roland with the little glasses on trying to, uh, you know, like read something in, in our world and oh, yeah. trying to understand, like the whole picture was there. So while this massive brawl is going on, the uh, Caliban grabs a couple of grenades, uh, and, blows up the cage he's in. Uh, yeah, because I think, one, he's trying to save them, but two, if you got half a brain, you know that they're not going to let you go. No. They're going to use you for this. For the rest of your life. Forever, yeah. yeah. Still uh, awful. Wolverine attacks 24, and that does not go well for him. No. Uh Young him beats the shit out of old him. Um, but dad uh, crashes a truck into him and plows him into a combine, 24, uh, letting Wolverine and Laura escape. Uh, she's very upset about dead Xavier. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they bonded really quickly. Yeah, she's now all he's now all she has. Yeah, well, 
they're both now each other's everything, yeah. at least temporarily. Um, we get a scene where Wolverine buries Charles by a lake. Yeah, boy, his him trying to hold back tears. Um, and that was just it was masterful the way he did that. Dude is such a good actor. I mean, tell me you didn't feel that. Even oh, yeah. if you didn't care that much about the character dying because you figure he's coming back. Oh, yeah. And he... But, it was very important to him that Charles be buried by a lake. Pond. He, pond, yeah, whatever. But by water. By water. What, what was that about? I don't know. But it was very important to Logan. I, I kind of feel like maybe it wasn't the water. I think he was... I think he was trying to get out the words, you know, there's trees and water and it's pretty and it's peaceful yeah. uh but all he, he kept stuttering over his own words and, and it was the, yeah the water was highlighted yeah i don't think it was about the water though i think it was just about him not being um, able to talk and then he goes to start the truck and it won't start so he um smashes the fuck out of it if it hadn't been so completely devastating and if i didn't completely empathize with that feeling, it would have been funny. Yeah. Because he's just like, you know, like in the cartoons when, when like Elmer Fudd gets mad, he's like, rush, 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 rush. that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I've been there and it sucks. So it's not that funny. And, uh, but it is, it is pretty damned accurate. And, and thank God they actually showed us emotion yeah because i feel like other movies we've watched in the marvel universe have just like somebody's dead and eh, whatever we have work to do and there's no focus on it so you don't feel it or i don't feel it if people in a story don't react to someone being dead then i don't care because yeah. it's not about that character being gone it's about how everyone feels about it like when dumbledore no spoilers I didn't cry, but over Dobby. Oh yeah, <sighs> not Dobby. That was a throw the book across the room and yell. I better not have read what I think I just read. Yeah, that was devastating. Um, so at least Xavier gets emotion. They focus on him. It's important. While Wolverine's smashing the truck, he passes out in the road. Um, yeah, he's got one too many giant stab wounds. And um, Oh, because adamantium can crush adamantium, so he's probably like... His bones are... are they're not even bones. What do you call them? They're bones. They're, I mean, but they're, they're metal bones. They're adamantium-laced bones. Oh, they're not completely adamantium? They're I'm just huge. picturing... Yeah. I'm just picturing solid metal. Okay, yes. So, depending on what needs to happen and how deeply they're going into the science, because obviously if they were solid metal, he wouldn't have blood. This is what I've said before, yeah. and you rolled your eyes at me. So, they're... they're Sh sure. Yes. Okay. Um, but since he's been like, stabbed with adamantium... If the bones in his ears were adamantium, they probably wouldn't hear very well. But he's got super hearing, so what the fuck? No, the the bones being adamantium in his ears wouldn't change things. 
they wouldn't vibrate right. Sure they would. No, adamantium's way too durable for that. It's not like it's it's uh no, it vibranium would, or anything. They're just little ha- it's just a little hammer. Dude. Boop, 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 boop. He, he needs hears. to switch out the adamantium in his ears for vibranium. Then he wouldn't be able to do anything but hear. <laughs> Anyway, so Laura uh, steals a truck uh, from down the road and gets him to the doctor. Uh, What was it? Was it a Bronco? I don't know. I like that style of the truck, though. I think it was a Ford Bronco. Um, I think. The doctors all like, stay here and heal, and uh, Wolverine leaves AMA. Well, don't gloss over the fact that little girl picked him his super heavy... Adamantium ass picked him up, put him in the vehicle, drove him to town, yeah, and then got a doctor to help him. Fair enough. That's and she drove, yeah, without crashing. A little girl who's never left the building before. That was a uh, one not believable and two pretty badass. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you got to do something, it gets done, whether you uh, know how to do it or not. Well, this is true. And it's really not that hard to drive a damn car. Um, they get back into the car afterwards, and Wolverine's giving her shit. Okay. Uh, her very first line yeah. of the movie. Okay. Um, he says thank you to her, and she says Donata. Yes. And as I'm writing, oh, her first line, you know, and then she starts going. I don't so I didn't catch any of it because she spoke so fast. Yeah. The closed captioning told you what she said. They did not give us the subtitles on the Spanish she was speaking. I she, don't speak Spanish especially that fast. Well, I might have been able to tell what she was saying if um, if she'd slow down some. <laughs> but it, she spoke so fast it sounded like she was just gibberishing with an accent. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. All, I, all I caught was names. Um, and then she started repeating the same yeah. names over and over again. She she says De Nada, and he's like, wait a minute, you can talk? What the <laughs> fuck? And then she just unleashes yeah, him. Yeah, she does. Like, she... I don't know why she hadn't been talking before. She didn't have anything to say. Then maybe she, um, she was talking to um, Xavier the whole time. Yeah. And didn't need to speak out loud. Um... Because it seemed like she just unleashed everything that she'd been wanting to say to him the entire time she's known him. In, like, ten seconds. I wish I knew what she'd said. Um, so, they they continue on their way, and Logan's, like, passing out driving. And so then Laura takes over. Well, she, first she tells him... Let's just stop here. You take a nap. And then as soon as he's asleep, she scoots out from underneath him, gets in the driver's seat, and keeps going. Well, he's not asleep, though. Yeah, he, he is, passed out. He is unconscious. Um, and then she apparently drives two days straight. She's – I just don't believe that she she stopped for anything. I mean, she had to stop for gas? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, they gloss over that part so we yeah, don't have to think, don't about, have to think about that. 
Uh, when Logan wakes up, they are at the coordinates. They're at the the outpost. This is this is your assertion. He uh, he is in a lot of pain, but Laura has found the other kids, um, and they take care of him. Uh, one of the things they do is they inject him with some green fluid, which helps his healing process. Now this green fluid causes rage if you take too much of it, but if you use it in the right dose, it boosts your healing factor. Uh, Are you sure it's the healing factor? Well, it, boosts... it seemed to me like it was like five-hour energy. So what it really is is a chemical made from some of the, the Hulk uh, product. Um, so it's it's basically Hulk juice. Ew. Uh, distilled so that it doesn't make you a Hulk, but it's like it's like snorting vampire ashes in whatever Ew. show that was. Oh God. I think that was True Blood. Sexy vampire show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ew. It gives you a boost of like Hulk-like power, but without making you a Hulk. Okay. So that's definitely a leftover from. Yeah, but that doesn't sound like like healing factor. That sounds like. Well, for him especially, it boosts his healing factor. But Hulk heals quickly too. I I I thought Hulk didn't even get injured. He can. It takes a lot to hurt him, and then when he's hurt, he heals quickly. Except for when we we see him later break his arm, but that's neither here nor there. Whatever. I oh, I can't handle that. That will come, and it will make sense when it does. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, you know, I think I remember that. Uh, it was... Uh, spoilers for a movie we haven't watched yet. Okay, fine. I won't spoiler. Sheesh. Um, You're so controlling. Yes, ma'am. So the Reavers find the Lost Boys camp. Um, the Lost Boys camp. Why not? Because most of them were girls, that's why. Fine. The Reavers find the Lost Girls camp, which doesn't sound as cool, but what that's else? Sexist? No, it's just lost. the Lost Boys is a thing. The Lost Girls is not. Um, whatever, dude. Whatever. Anyway, the Reavers find them, but uh, the kids have already taken off. So Logan wakes up. Oh, never mind. No, no. No, no. The Reavers find the camp uh, with a drone, and Wolverine wakes up to the kids trimming his beard. <laughs> because it, it took me a minute to realize why they were doing that to him. They didn't fuck up. They were making him look like the comic book. Yes. And that's why he was so annoyed. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, oh, and then the line that broke my heart is here, it, somewhere in here, where um, Laura's trying to get him to go with them. Um, yeah. And he says he can't go um, because he has a history of losing people I care about. And she says, then I'll be fine. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. so sad. Yeah, they get clearance to cross the border. Um, Richter, who's based on a, um, actually a, a hellion that ends up becoming a good guy. He's a 
he's from like the New Mutants era of mutants. Okay. Um, his power, Richter, is to cause earthquakes. Well, sure. Yeah. But his last name is Richter, but his code name is Richter spelt differently. That's stupid. Yeah. Anyway, um, he offers to pay Wolverine for um, bringing Laura to them, and Wolverine turns it down. Well, that's the money that... Um, was that the was, money that Chick yeah. gave him yeah. already? Yeah. Um, and this is where uh, he argues with Laura about he can't go with them. So the kids are leaving tomorrow morning. Yeah, but he's freaking out because they've been there for two days already. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're on the run, you shouldn't stay in the same place too long. No, but they had to wait for permission to cross, and apparently the satellites will be on blackout while they're supposed to be crossing the border. So they don't actually have permission to cross the border. Well, not permission from the place they're leaving. Oh. Um. The place they're leaving doesn't have access to government satellites. America, yes, has access to government satellites. You can leave America anytime you want to, though. This is a different America. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Yep. Then these kids are definitely fugitives. But they're not. Yes. No, the 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 shit that those guys are doing is illegal. Well. Fair enough. So they're not fugitives from anything except doctors. So Wolverine wakes up the next morning, and the kids have already left. But he sees drones in the air chasing after them in a convoy of trucks. And he's like, fuck it, now i got to go kill some clowns. Mm-hmm. This scene where he is running to save the kids is... Well, he's, he's taking that serum. Before he takes the serum, he's stumbling while running. Yeah. And it's uh, so powerful. Like, just his will. Well, he, this will. is, this is, um, well, he took, uh, didn't he take it before he started running and then he took more? No, no, no. He's, he's, oh, I, I thought that's what happened. Yeah, no, he, they I, show him snatch it up in case he needs it. Okay, so. This scene is so, it's such a dad scene. Like, I don't know that he's claimed dad here or if he feels anything really except for just protective of all the kids. Because it's kind of like a a genetic imperative to care that kids are safe. Yeah. But this is such a, a primal scene. Him, like, it reminds me of... um the time that uh, me uh, and a boy were out in the woods and I was supposed to come back at a certain time and my dad drove his truck down the creek bed and was so upset that he couldn't find me that he accidentally drove into, he went over a waterfall and drove into a tree that was just sticking up like this. And somehow I got in trouble because he stabbed his truck with a tree. <laughs> <laughs> but he was that like um, panicked, feral, primal, protect my baby mode. 
where he's just not thinking about anything but get to them. Yeah. Um, and when he realizes he's not going to catch up in the state he's in, he he takes the green drug and not just a, just a dose. He like takes it all. And then uh, he is. It didn't last for very damn long. It doesn't last for very long. But while it lasts, he is as uh, effective a fighter as he was yeah. when he was young. And he is tearing shit up. The kids are trying to fight back, but they're overwhelmed. Wolverine's catching up to them. Yeah, they're doing. They're like running and then turning and fighting and then running. Yeah, they could have been a little. If they'd been organized, they would have been fine. And then we get our last bit of exposition when Xander Rice uh, meets oh, up with Wolverine. Yeah. Got to mention. Um. Logan and Laura are fighting together. Oh, yeah. And at one point, she runs up his back and launches herself off of him to attack a guy. And that is just the best, like, comic book moment right there. Yeah. I can just see the panel now where she's, like, midair launching off of him with her claws out. It was, like... Whoever that was that was doing all that was a badass. Yeah. Uh, unless it was all CGI. I don't know. I don't know, but it was. Watching those two fight side by side. Was yeah, it was, it was almost too sped up to really see exactly what they were doing. But yeah. you just get the impression of them breaking bad. But so, then, then we get Xander Rice. Yeah, so Xander Rice shows up. And who is the son of the man who put the adamantium in Logan. Yes, um, he is the one that has been running the, uh, these X projects. Uh, he's also responsible for putting gene therapy in the corn. Mm. So this special mutant corn that has been used, that they're, they're getting more yield out of, and they're putting in, in all of the fruit, high fructose corn syrup is also responsible for stopping the X gene from being passed on. Mm. So he has eliminated mutants from being born. He is the reason why there are no more mutants. I see. Okay. And then weaponizing the DNA they have on file. Yeah. So he is like double dick. (laughs) Um, but it's fine because Wolverine shoots him in the fucking face. Okay, but we're not going to talk about how convenient it is that the one gun that got left behind was a revolver that can shoot the adamantium bullet. Yeah, sure. Which is the only adamantium bullet they have um, to take uh, the fucking um, other Logan out. Super convenient. Uh, 23 takes on 24, and this is a surprisingly vicious attack. Oh, yeah. She's she's just like, stab, 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 and it's still going. Stab, 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 stab. Uh, He he eventually gets out from underneath her, but uh, that that little girl was fucking his ass up. Yeah, she... uh... Um, And then the rest of the kids go after Pierce... Uh, and like all of their powers all at once, he's like getting eaten by grass and frozen and electrocuted. Uh, 
Like they just take... it still takes a minute for them to get him to stop though. <laughs> um, I don't know what that guy's made out of, but in the fight, twenty four impales Wolverine, uh, and then this is where the uh, Chekhov's bullet comes in handy because twenty three puts it in a, a pistol and blows twenty four's head off. And so Laura is then left to uh, get Wolverine off of the tree and mourn him. Um, she calls him daddy. Mm, he and, tells her not to, don't be what they made you. Yes, and that's really powerful. Um, and so Wolverine is definitely dead. Mm-hmm. And they bury him by a lake in the woods. And then she quotes the entire scene from Shane, <laughs> where only part of it was relevant. Yeah. And it was weird. It was very weird. That was a weird choice. Um, what's not a weird choice is as the kids are walking away, she takes the cross from atop his grave turns it on its side, and makes it an X. You don't wonder why a bunch of kids who've never left that building and don't have, like, religious training would put a cross at the end of the grave. Because they've read comic books, and that's what you put on the end of a grave. Oh, well, I guess. I didn't imagine there'd be a lot of graves in comic books. Oh, dude. (laughs) Um, I mean, well, that explains that then. And then with a little Johnny Cash playing with the credits... Uh, there is no after credit scene. The Johnny Cash? No. No, no after credit scene because an after credit scene after that would ruin it. Yeah. You have and, to leave it with that mood. And so I then throw my tissues away and turn off the TV and go to bed. Yeah, after the dog jumps in your lap <laughs> and licks you. <laughs> Aw, daddy. Oh. oh, that was that was harsh. Yeah, that was. That was I would have felt it more if I hadn't been like taking notes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean we could it, watch it. Taking, taking notes takes me out of it enough to not. We could go downstairs and watch it again right now, and I would still be on the verge of tears. Yeah. Uh, when she says, "Daddy," don't do that to me. That's not oh. nice. Don't do that. Oh, that's not funny. You are not allowed. We're not. We we skip over those scenes in movies. So, um, yeah, we we know that this is connected to the rest of the the X Men universe at least tangentially. Good enough. Don't care about. Yeah, but who knows? How come we don't ever see her again? Because this is to, we, there are no other X Men movies that are this far in the future. It's only. Six years. Yes. They, We've had more modern movies. Not X-Men movies. There's only one more X-Men movie for us to watch, and that's Dark Phoenix, and that is the first class no. X-Men. Boo. Yeah. Well, how... Okay. Yep. Um, so what's the best part of the movie? Okay. So... One of the times that Logan makes um, Professor X take his medicine, he says, I want to see. And um, 
Xavier goes, he sticks his tongue out and goes, <laughs> that was hilarious. The, it was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, that then, face on Sir Patrick Stewart yeah, was. <laughs> yeah, it's out of place. Unless you know him, unless you know him. Yeah. Because he is a goofy guy in real life, just like the parts he plays don't normally act like that. And then the um the family dinner scene where they're they're doshing each other yeah. and stuff. Um it's it's my favorite. Him being, you know, a person. So what's the worst part? The hardest to watch is that moment of treachery when uh, 24 stabs Xavier, and you don't know it's not Wolverine yeah, at that moment. I mean, you can see his face and see that it's a younger version of him. Um, that's really hard to watch. As far as like movie ruining decisions, I don't know that there are a lot. You know, you know um, the worst part of the movie for me was the part that was hardest to watch was him stabbing, uh, 24, stabbing Wolverine in the armpit. Oh, yeah. Oof. I don't know oh. why, but that in particular. Like, I've seen all kinds of stabbies, but that in particular. Like, my shoulder is hurting right now just thinking about it. Like, I actually have pain in my shoulder in sympathy. I don't, and then he, he does it freaking twice. I don't think there are so much uh, movie-ruining decision no i don't I, have i don't have anything that was like that shouldn't have been there or i might I like the way they did it i might have enjoyed a little more world building background yeah but saying that if they still were there more, they still did more of that in this movie than they do in the other ones saying that if it were in there i don't know that it would have fucked up the pace of the movie and then i would have been upset they were spending all this time talking about shit that didn't matter. I Maybe. think, I think that this movie um, was well on the money. I I I, mean, I don't. I don't know what they what do you, what what did you want to know? Because the only thing the only thing I wanted was like who were the six X Men that got killed? Yeah. And where are they all, and why aren't they like grouping together? Yeah, knowing knowing how many mutants were in the world before they stopped being born, twenty five years is not a lot enough time for them to have died. Especially when a lot of them have like healing factor. And... Yeah. So where are the rest? Where's Sabretooth? Where's Mystique? Uh, these are people that definitely have a survival instinct, but oh, and some of them would have been really. Um... Well, maybe after Xavier killed the six, they decided to stay the fuck away from him. But again, that's not what this movie is. This is not an X-Men movie. This is a movie about Wolverine's last ride, his relationship with Xavier, and his discovery of his daughter. This really was a cowboy movie. Yeah. I think the addition of Shane into it kind of shows you their intention here. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, this was a cowboy movie. It was like, it was one of those, like Clint Eastwood rides into town and saves the town from the bad guy and then rides back out again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't change it. No. 
No, and I, not being a fan when we watched this movie the first time, um, not that I'm a Marvel fan now, but like not knowing anything about anything, just watching this movie cold, um, I loved it. I didn't need to know anything to enjoy the movie. No. Um, and this is a me kind of movie, the like on the road adventure, you know, bad guys are after you kind of movie. Yeah. It's the kind of movie I thought I was getting when I was watching from dusk till dawn. <laughs> Cause I went in to see that movie without having seen the commercials. And I had no idea vampires were coming. I was so mad when I saw the first vampire. I'm like, Oh, they ruined it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I, this might be the first time that I don't really have any critiques. Like, there's no medical stuff to complain about. There's no, like, police procedure to be upset about. There's, um, the pacing was good. There was a couple of times I didn't, I wasn't paying attention because I didn't catch the corn thing. But they were, like, having a conversation in a truck. So I figured, how important is it? I'll just catch up on what I'm writing. Um, so I didn't catch that whole corn thing because I didn't know it was going to be important. But now I know because you told me, so it's fine. <laughs> um, and it's not like it's going to come back up again anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I like this Caliban better than I liked the other Definitely. version of Caliban. Yeah, absolutely. Even if he's not exactly what he's supposed to be. No, he's close enough that I'm I'm not mad at it. The the clone thing bothers me, but um, but they never said clone. No, that's and what they did say, what what Gabriella said was that these women were um, incubators. So I I can tell the story I want in my head. And sure. It doesn't the the movie doesn't contradict my idea, so it's fine. Um, I'm looking to see. They even do like they slowly show her. Starting to trust Logan. Mm-hmm. Like when they buried uh, Professor X, she held his hand for a minute before he got mad and like jerked away from her. But yeah, they, as, but they but they touched on emotional bits at the right time. I I really. Who'd you say made this movie? James Mangold. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a name I'm familiar with, so I don't know. But yeah, they did a damn good job. The only thing, the only thing that doesn't really make a ton of sense is that the nurse died in the hotel, because it it makes sense while you're watching the movie, but after you find out how badass Laura is, you gotta wonder why she let the, like, how did she die? You know? Yeah. Um, James Mangold is also responsible for Ford versus Ferrari. That was a decent movie. The Wolverine, which was all right. Um, he did Walk the Line, Girl Interrupted. Oh. Um, the Greatest Showman. Oh. Uh, he, Kate versus Leopold, he was in? Not Kate versus Leopold. Kate and, I'm sorry. That's a good movie. Yeah. Meg Ryan and... Oh, yeah, so also, he he must really like Wolverine then. Yeah, apparently. Because that's several movies. They've worked together. I don't remember him from Kate and Leopold, but I believe you. Yep. All right, so Duke's got some 
Pretty, some chops. Pretty good movies under his belt. All right. Well, we've got a task in front of us. Okay. Well, let's see how hard this is going to be. Let me pull up my files. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. The official Marvel list. I have to tell you. Does this go to the very top without thinking about it? I mean, that's my instinct. Because here's because here's my question. We love Amazing Spider-Man just because he's better than Toby? Or do we love Amazing Spider-Man because he's exactly what you want out of a Spider-Man? Because he's exactly what you want out of a Spider-Man. That is, a, that is an outstanding Spider-Man okay. movie. The only flaw with that movie is the bad guy. Period. Okay. Perfect Spider-Man movie. We like Deadpool so much because he's irreverent and cussy and and, and fun. Okay, but does fun top the emotion and power? Okay, we put Deadpool above Spider-Man because Spider-Man leaves you on a low, and Deadpool leaves you on a high. <laughs> well, this doesn't leave you on a high. This does not leave you on a high. However. It does leave you sitting in the movie theater until the last credit goes up, and then, and then I'm pretty sure we sat there like five or ten minutes after the lights came back up. Yeah. Um, no, I don't care. You know what? I knew this was going to the top uh, <laughs> when we started this list. Well, I mean, Deadpool's good, but it's I fe- I feel like. Okay, so you remember when we watched the the, the Punisher? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't, this is going to the top because this is a good movie, not because this is a good yeah. comic book movie. Yeah. Logan is a good movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Logan is a good movie for people who like comics, people who don't like comics. The the little bits of super stuff going on, the, the mutation, mm-hmm. I you get that in, uh, in a kung fu movie. <laughs> Uh, that kind of like now slightly disbelievable. I I don't give a shit. Number sure. one movie. Period. Um, The Punisher would be higher up on the list still if um it hadn't been. It could still be done better. Yes, it will be done better. What do you mean it will be? They will bring they. If I give it like when was the last Punisher? Uh, uh, this the the one we have up here at the top is twenty five. Oh, you know, it's like the, the TV show hit hit a reboot on that. I tell you what, we will probably see after Daredevil gets brought to the MCU, we will get a Punisher MCU, uh, probably a TV show, but maybe a movie. We will get the Punisher in the MCU uh, fairly quickly. Those Netflix shows may or may not actually be MCU. But we'll get uh, something redone. Okay. Well, yeah, I Thomas Jane was really good in that part. Um, and it was a good movie. It's just, um, it was a little over the top. You know, I liked it. I still like it. I'll still rewatch it. Uh, it was just, it had the flavor of a comic book. It was over the top, you know? Yeah. You would never actually see, like, in a cop movie, um, somebody blowing up an entire parking lot of cars with a dead body. <laughs> I mean, it's a little much. Yeah, no. So anybody that wasn't quite paying attention that puts Logan 
at 143. Yeah, right above Deadpool. Yeah. And I don't know what a movie is going to have to do to top Logan, but uh, I don't. There's not gonna. There's not gonna be one. Not not any of the ones that I've seen an inkling of. Yeah. It would have to be a movie that I have not seen. Um, because I like Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is not that good. No. Um. No. There's a Deadpool two coming, but I still feel like. Having watched Deadpool 2, uh, you know, it's just, it's not going to hit those emotional Uh, notes. Because I feel like Deadpool 1 was all the emotion you were going to get out of him. No, Endgame might do it because Endgame is going to get me in the feels uh, pretty hardcore. See, now, I don't know. I don't remember Endgame. So, I... That's a while off. I'm, I'm doubting that, though. I don't. I don't want to uh, do any kind of spoiling on that because that's okay. Um, All right. Well, I'm good with it being on the top. Yeah. It. I. You know, it almost did have a Stephen King esque, maybe Dean Coonsy kind of feel to it. Yeah. If there'd been a talking dog. <laughs> um. Okay. So what are we watching next week? Next week we're going back to the TV shows. Oh, fuck me. And we're actually going to watch one that we've watched before. Okay. Season one of Legion. Legion? Yes. What do you mean we've seen it before? Uh, This is Charles Xavier's son, and he's in a mental institution. Oh, no. Not that movie. I mean, not that show. We enjoyed the first. No, you enjoyed it. Uh this is the one with the fucking bullshit psychedelic crap where I can't tell what the fuck is going on There's or whether it's real or it's not. There is fuck me. I hated that so much. Oh. I Listen, I love you, and this is how much I love you. When I truly hate something and I see you enjoying it, I don't tell you oh. because I know that it'll ruin it for you. And I know I just did that, but I'm not going to let you tell anyone listening that I liked that shit. Okay. No. You have literally asked me for my opinion on this and I'm going to give it to you now. I hated every fucking second of that show and I only watched it because you were so deeply into it. So this is supposed to be tied into the X-Men timeline. That's That's supposed to be Professor X's kid. That is Professor Xavier's kid, yes. This This is the person... That goes back in time to kill Magneto and ends up killing Xavier and causing the Age of Apocalypse. Okay, so when we watched this, it helped me out here because we watched this and I was like, oh, this is a piece of crap. And then we watched another show or movie where they were in an insane asylum and I told you, this is how that other show should have been. This is how they should have made, like, the mental hospital look. Yeah. I don't remember what that other show was. Both uh, Moon Knight and um, New Mutants did institutions better. New Mutants wasn't really a mental hospital. I'm not talking about... um, Uh, It was a Marvel thing that I'm talking about. Oh, well, then I don't remember. Um, But yeah, it was crap. Because everything looks like it's normal. And then next thing you know, what are you, in his head or something? Yeah, they go into... 
and then things are melting. Everything turns. I remember everything turning red at one point. It, I don't like that stuff. If you're not te- you're not telling me a story, you're showing me clockwork orange bullshit. Oh. And I. I do not understand the Clockwork Orange fans. I mean, unless they're dropping acid and watching that shit, I don't get what anybody's getting out of it. <laughs> uh, so yay, I get to watch this again. Can we just watch Moonlight instead? Because that was a motherfucking badass. We'll get there. Fortunately, fortunately, it's only an eight-episode season. Oh, good. Well, let's um, let's go get something to eat, and then. Start that now so that we can get it done as soon as possible. <laughs> God, man, I didn't realize that was a... I didn't had any idea that was a Marvel... I don't remember knowing that. I didn't know that was on the list. It's a good thing you didn't tell me because I would have said no to this whole thing <laughs> a year ago. God, Jay, why do you do this to me? These shows have nothing to do with the universe at all. This is this is tied into the X Men timeline. I watched that whole season. It had nothing to do with X Men. I didn't know he was X's son. I didn't know. I just thought he was fucking nuts. He's nuts. Does he have actual powers? What's? Oh yeah, he's got multiple personalities, and each one of his personalities has different power sets. Okay, but they don't say X Men anywhere in the show. They don't say they don't say Charles Xavier anywhere in the show. You'll have to listen more carefully. What's this guy's name? Holler, uh, Jason Holler, I believe. So not Xavier. No, because his mother did not give him. Um... So how was I supposed to know he was Xavier's son, Jay? David Holler. I'm sorry. How was I supposed to know that? If the show didn't tell me and you didn't tell me, how am I supposed to know? I'm actually pretty sure I told you before we watched it last time. Um. Or I didn't tell you so that you would be more willing to watch it because... I wasn't willing to watch it. <laughs> I think I think it was like episode two, maybe. But I was like, what is this? It doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. Also, also, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have a phobia of mental hospitals. Yeah, but he doesn't spend a lot of time in the hospital. He gets out pretty quickly. All I remember is him being in the mental hospital and then him being in his head and none of that being real. Yeah, and then these people help him escape. At the end of the season? No. Yes. No, it's, it's all right. We'll watch it. I don't remember him being out of the hospital except for inside of his head. It's not that bad. You guys watch it too, and then join us next week. For Marvel Movie Night.